Hey guys, Dan and Moxie here. Just a quick word to say we're keeping all of these old UTS podcast episodes available to you, still free of charge, on all of our platforms. But be aware, now that we're independent, we are no longer the official podcast of Cheltenham Saracens Rugby Club. Also, all of our social media platforms will remain the same, but our SoundCloud page has a brand new address. You can find that at soundcloud.com forward slash the UTS podcast. You are listening to UTS, the official podcast of Charlton and Saracens RFC. Hey guys, and welcome to the September episode of UTS. Uh, I'm Dan Lodge. Mark Collier joins me here in uh, almost live from Sherry Corner at our home in King George V. You're listening to the official Charlton and Saracens RFC podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to mention that this is a completely amateur podcast put together by amateurs uh, for a traditional amateur rugby club. And if you or anyone you know owns a local business in the Cheltenham or Gloucestershire general area and would like to advertise cheaply while supporting a local sports club, please get in touch at utspodcast at gmail.com and set the subject as advertising. Pre-season has been pretty good with two very hard battles. Uh, the first on the 20th of August, a loss against quite a strong Newport Saracen side. And on the 27th, we got quite a confident win over Beaconsfield after what can only be described as a very inspired second half display. Uh, definitely a good standard of rugby that we would need to take us into this campaign. Uh, and while I'm here, actually, it would be probably quite fitting to give a massive shout out to Beaconsfield RFC who ran a quick collection, I think it was either before or after their match, I I can't quite remember, uh, and actually donated £170 to our Charity Sevens total, which is absolutely fantastic. We can't thank those guys enough for that, because, um, I mean, even the teams in Gloucester Premier um, that that us and St Mary's play in haven't done something like that before or after a match, so that's absolutely fantastic for them. Thank you very much. That's great, guys. Cheers. That is really, we, we can't, kind of put it into words um, but yeah th- th- thank you very much on the subject of the sevens we're also hoping to collect in the last little bits of money that are left um, within the next few weeks uh, there's only a couple of people left to settle up with us so hopefully hopefully, although the handing over the cheque tomorrow might not really be possible uh, we are hoping we can organise some kind of big cheque presentation uh, at their ground uh, down at Trench Lane when we make the trip down in November. Talking of the league, we officially kick off our 2016-2017 campaign with a cup game tomorrow against fellow Gloucester Premier Club St Mary's Old Boys. Um, be honest, Mox, what do you think of our chances? Well, um, the boys look good in training. Um, Billy and Jacob, they've done a, a cracking job um, getting the boys up, you know, up to standard. Um, and and if, if it's anything like last year, it should be a cracking game. Um, hopefully, we'll come away with a win. Um, I'm sure we will. I think I think we could do with a, with a decent cup run. I think this month, our senior club coaches and Gloucester rugby players, Billy Burns and Jake Rowan, join us on the podcast. Uh, both myself and Mox got into a quite a good chat with Billy on views uh, for last season. Uh, as well as Jake's introduction to the club, both of their expectations for this season, as well as a little bit of a, a general rugby chat 
as well as a little feature our quick draw questions which is if you had to pick one or the other what would you pick basically uh, I'm very happy with this episode I don't think it could have gone much better uh, even if I had you know written the answers for them um, and it was great to be able to actually sit down with professional players and actually have a, a, a chat about you know their thoughts on on our club um, and also a, li a little bit of their background of how they even got into our fantastic book so stick your headphones in sit down get comfortable whatever you want to do and enjoy the show even in the early stage of this podcast i think this is possibly my favorite chat um so whoever's on in the future that is the bar is set very high so yeah get comfortable and enjoy the show and we will see you after this we start off by chatting to billy burns um and we discuss how he ended up uh, actually joining the Saris. Obviously, uh, Ollie Morgs, who was here, what was it, two years ago now, he was obviously coaching the backs. Um, and I'd always expressed at the club that I wanted to get into coaching the side. I did a little bit of coaching back in my old club in Bath. Um, and it just so happened at that point that he was he was moving on, obviously due to retiring from rugby and, and his work commitments. And uh, got a call from Archie, which was um, which was nice. And he just, just asked me if I wanted to come up and, and join the club. Um, so yeah, I, I sort of, Jumped straight at it and, and, and I've enjoyed it ever since. So, uh, yeah, I've got Ollie Moore to thank, so, I guess. Any particular highlight on or off the pitch? Oh, got to be beating Cheltenham Tigers last year for me. Um, obviously, I struggled to get to a lot of the games because obviously we're playing normally, but that was massive. Um, none more so, obviously, than the guy I live with coaching their backs, but also it's a massive derby in Cheltenham. And uh, yeah, it was just probably one of the best defensive performances I've seen from a team sort of at this level um, in my time so that was that was probably one that sticks out for me um, I was gutted I couldn't get here for the, the combination cup final um, but yeah for me that, that would be the game that sticks out I was going to say I, I think for me I think I mentioned this in the first episode um, the highlight for me last season I think was beating Simon Sester yeah especially being down to 13 minute the last yeah and that's not me taking shots at anyone but for me just the fact that we were down to 13 for the last 10 yeah. minutes and they just, it was just constantly, they were hammering on the door. Yeah. So I, I think that in the Cheltenham game has got to be... Yeah, it's got to be up there. What about you, Lance? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we spent the whole youth at Cheltenham, so getting one over those is pretty good. <laughs> quite, quite enjoyed that. Um, I couldn't see much of it because I was in the barbecue, but never mind, I, I did enjoy it. Well, fair enough. Uh, someone's got a man the barbecue. <laughs> Can't let Glyn do it again. The sausage is literally on fire. Um, and that's not even a, an exaggeration for those listening at home. He actually, he was moving the, the sausages across and the fire was going with it. Which so, was it for that. Um, yeah, that, that was definitely something to see. Um, on the whole, how do you think last season went? Yeah, I think it was, um, it, it was a good season. It was, it, I think it took me a little while to sort of adjust to sort of, how amateur rugby works in the sense that some weeks you'll get a lot to train and some weeks you won't get as many and, and sort of adapting to, to the players you have there but on a whole for, for the club I think it was it was quite a good season we uh, we picked up some great wins and, and uh, we sort of take, took some massive strides forward under under obviously Leroy, Archie and, and myself um, so yeah I think it was a positive season um, good thing was, was we sort of the things we were trying to implement on our game we were working on week on week and you could see actually coming sort of come to fruition in the game so um, that was probably probably the, the best thing, but 
on a whole, I think it was a good season, uh, but still a, a lot of room for improvement and, and hopefully we'll sort of look to emulate last season and, and do a bit better this year. Uh, we travelled to St Mary's on Saturday, uh, which for, for those of you listening at home would be tomorrow. Trench Lane is never an easy place to go. Um, what are your thoughts going into that game? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a massive uh, massive fixture. Obviously, when those cup fixtures come out, everyone's hoping for a, for a home draw so to get home and get off to an easier start. But now it'll be great for the boys. We've had two two tough preseason games and, and we've got a lot out of them. So uh, I think we're ready to go down there. It's going to, like I said, it's going to be a very physical physical battle. Um, they're, they're a great side, and, and I used to play uh, play against St Mary's in my youth. Actually, um, they're always a, a very well drilled team. So we'll have to be on our on our metal for sure. But um, Boys are looking forward to going down there, looking forward to the challenge and, and this cup something that we want to take really seriously this year and, and hopefully we can we can beat those guys and, and move on. But like I said, it's going to be a tough task, but it'll be a great one to start the season off. I mean, you mentioned pre-season there. How do you think this pre-season's gone? Yeah, I think it's been great. I think obviously myself and Jake sort of uh, taking the leader's role of, of coaching this year with Leroy moving on. Um, there's a few things that we probably would have changed that has probably caught us a little bit off guard, but... On a whole, I think uh, I think it's been good. The numbers we've been getting to training has been good. Um, obviously, it's always tough with guys sort of on holiday work and etc. But when the boys have been here, they've worked their worked their socks off. So um, yeah, it's been good. Uh, two tough preseason games, like I said, which will put us in good stead. I think um, leading into into the season. So on a whole, I think it's been I think it's been good. But probably as coaches, there's, there's probably a few things we'd we'd look to change and adapt for for next year. Um, well, we have to mention the league as the league is only uh, just a couple of weeks away. Uh, with John Afoa and James Hook working at Long Levens, uh, what's your opinion on going into the league opener against them? Yeah, it's, a, it's an extra little bit of bite, isn't it? Um, no, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those, we're, we're, we're always talking about it on a, on a Wednesday and Friday after our, our teams have been obviously training Tuesday and Thursday night, sort of how many numbers have you guys got, etc. So uh, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be obviously, Long Levens has been a tough place for us to go in recent years, but um, like I said, hopefully if we if we can get sort of we had a good win the weekend in our first preseason game, if we can go to St Mary's, pick up a result there, and, and get on a little bit of a roll. I think confidence will be high. And, um, although it's going to be a tough game, I think if we go down there and we, we perform how we know we can. I think I think we could we can come away with a, with a positive result. So it's going to be good. Um, obviously, those guys are we're, we're both sort of getting into each other about it. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those games that if we go down there full of confidence, I think I think we'll be okay. Um. During the week, uh, not during the week, during the weekend, actually, um, there was quite a bit of uh, display on Twitter from Paddy McAllister, who uh, joined in with the training last week. Um, will there be any more input from him during the season? Yeah, definitely. He's, um, he's, he's massively keen to get down there and do some scrummaging and coaching with the boys. Um, obviously, it's something that me and Jake are trying to bring in this year, trying to bring down a couple of players in, in key areas just to keep things fresh a little bit. And not only are they, but uh, is, is Paddy a great coach, but it's good for the boys to sort of have a, have a different face down here. So, uh, yeah, he's massively interested in, um, in, in in how we go. I think he was actually going to come down and watch the game, but the weather turned for the worst and he's got a little daughter, so uh, he decided not to. But, yeah, hopefully he'll, he'll come down. I think he's looking to come down next week as well, just to sort of help us out where we can. Um, and like I said, we're going to try and get a couple of guys down here throughout the year uh, just to sort of show their faces, give a little bit, give the guys a little bit of a, a fresh sort of fresh face and, and extra tips and, and go from there. So... He's massively interested, like I said, um, and he'll be down here throughout the year. Cool. Uh, coming away from the slight, uh, from the salary slightly, um, tell us a little bit more about your life in rugby. So I'm originally from Bath, uh, so a little way down the road. Um, started when I was a, I, I, was I, a young I can hear all the hardcore Gloucester fans booing yeah, exactly, as, exactly. as they speak. Um, 
but yeah, I've played down there since I was a young lad. I've got three older brothers who all, who all play, um, and my old man as well. Uh, and then when I was about 16, uh, 15, 16, I started signed my first contract with uh, with Bath originally. Um, and then things changed, and, and I ended up coming coming up to Gloucester, and, and I've been there ever since. Uh, so I've started since I was a youngster. I've, I've always loved the game. I've always been either watching the game or, or playing it. So uh, it's always been sort of my my, my chosen sport. Um, and obviously now I'm in, I'm in a blessed position where I'm, I'm I'm lucky enough to play for play for Gloucester uh, at this moment in time, and, and it's something that I massively enjoy, and I I, I take great pride in doing. So um, yeah, it's 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 everything to me. Any any personal goals in rugby? Not just this season, just in general. Oh, I think you ask any any young professional player who who, who wants to play uh, rugby for for a living that they, they want to play for their country. Of course they do. Um, for me, I'm still very early on in in, in my rugby career. Uh, still only young. Um, but if the, if the dream wasn't to go and play for your country, I'd probably be there'd be something wrong with me. So uh, f- short term, I just want to be a, be an established player at Gloucester. Hopefully playing week in week out rugby, and then hopefully push to to get into that international jersey and, and play on the big stage. So those would probably be my, my short-term and long-term goals um, and, and then see where that puts me. Uh, do you see anything in rugby after you're playing, like coaching? Is this going to be Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's, there's, starting early? Yeah, I've, um, I've, I've already taken on my, my, uh, my level two coaching, which I've got, and, and I'm looking to, to do my level three. Um, and that was part of the reason why I wanted to come, come to Cheltenham, uh, Cheltenham Saris, because obviously you can't just it's not just as easy as people think you, you mm. finish professional rugby and straight away I know there are a few exceptions but it's not as easy as that so I'm trying to gain as much experience as I can and, and hopefully uh, like like I said hopefully it's a long way away touch wood when I retire rugby but um, I retire and, and hopefully that's that's a step that I could go into but like I said I'm still young um, there's still maybe a few things I might want to do after rugby and, and coaching may not be one of them but at this moment it's definitely an avenue that I see uh, I see myself pursuing well that's the thing isn't it you've got to make as many as many roads for yourself. Yes, I mean, I, I know just as much as anyone how difficult it is because I actually, uh, before I came up to the Saris, I did football coaching. Yeah. And just everything, uh, and I studied at Hartbury, worked with some top class coaches, and then everything was just catch 22. Of, yeah. You know, oh, sorry, you don't have the experience, so you can't get the job. Yeah. And then how, you know, if you don't get the job, how do you get the experience? Yeah. So it's good to have that. Yeah, definitely. From the early, early start. Yeah, I think, especially sort of. If, if if I can show sort of that I've at my age I've been been able to coach guys slightly older than me and and, and coach a successful team of, of guys who enjoy playing rugby under the way that I, I like to coach, um, then yeah that'll put me in good stead. So hopefully I can just gain as much experience over these years as I can, uh, try and push Chatham Sarries along the road and, and, and try and get us sort of climbing slowly and, and, and see where we go from there. Highest moment in your career with Gloucester? Or oh, with Bath, interestingly. Uh, my career with Gloucester. Uh, would 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 be last year beating Bath out of the wreck. Um, that was massive for me because obviously I've got a lot of friends still in Bath and yeah. it was a Friday night game and uh, it was my first time playing down there since I left. Um, and yeah, that, that was massive. It was it was uh, not only was it it was nice to just get one over on your mates, but it was it was such a tough game that boys came pretty much crawled off that pitch at the end of it and to get a result was uh, was massive. Um, Winning the Junior World Cup in the England 20s was obviously obviously a massive achievement for me down in New Zealand and that's something that will live live in my memory for for as long as I live. But um, yeah, for Gloucester it would be it'd be that game against Bath for sure. I mean that's that's something else actually I did read about you being uh, like a world champion and that. Um, maybe this will come across a little bit kind of disparaging to the club or whatever. Do you th- see that as a little bit of a step down coming from an England international point to working in what essentially is a public park? 
No, definitely not. I think uh, that's something that was definitely sort of hammered into me as as a young young player coming up through through was my old man always said to me. I know it sounds very cliche, but you can't can't forget where you come from. And, and I came from a club very similar to this in Bath. And and without grassroots rugby, you don't get the players that you see on the telly nowadays. Everybody has to start somewhere. So as much as like you said, you come to a public park and, and you're coaching down here, I still get the same nerves before a game coaching these guys as I do playing against. Bath rugby on a Friday night, or, or playing against anyone, it's um, it's it's it might sound like it's just sort of trying to tick boxes, but it, it, it's, it's it's an awesome sort of feeling to be down here, coaching guys a little bit older than myself, and played the game for for a, a little bit longer time than what I have, and I get as much sort of uh, pride from seeing the guys go out and win uh, a game out on that park as, as what I do myself playing for Gloucester. So, as I say, it must have say it must have felt pretty good actually because we had a. Uh, I can't remember his name now, but he actually tweeted and said, oh, "I was watching Charlton Saracens at the weekend, and he, he he mentioned how good a job you were doing." Um, that's got to feel pretty good. Yeah, definitely. I think the great thing with Gloucester is, I've sort of Gloucester do encourage their players to get out there and coach and get out there and, and, and get involved in grassroots rugby um, all the way through the through the lower levels. They've got a great system now where coaches get sent out to, to youth clubs and, and try and coach um, and. It's just good sort of giving back to the community as well. Obviously, um, you look at Long Levens, they've got a New Zealand international down there and, and, and a, a Wales international who's got however many caps he has. And to see those guys giving up their time uh, going down there to coach is, is great. And it's just it's just great being being out there. And like I said, I, I was once out there playing like these guys. So it just sort of brings you back down to earth and, and keeps your feet on the ground. Um, just, just last time. Sorry. Yeah, carry um, on. Obviously being involved with the end of 14s and you said you brought up the youth and whatever. Um, there's a few guys I think that listen to this. Have you got any sort of tips for the youngsters coming up? And I think I think the the main thing I'd say is obviously you've got you've got the ones that everybody says you've got to go out there and enjoy. It. If you don't enjoy it, it's not worth doing it. But also just understanding that at that age you've just got to take in as much as, as much as you can. And I was very much. Uh, I struggled to take criticism a lot when I was younger and, and looking back on it now that was probably my biggest mistake is you've got to realise as a youngster that, that guys are, are giving you criticism to make you a better player and you've just got to take that in whether you agree disagree you've got to understand that and just try and adapt on the game and also again I was I was probably guilty of it is don't just work on the things you know you're good at we can all go out there and kick a ball if you're good at it but it's those tackling it's that, those rocking drills etc try and work on them keep sort of levelling your game and You've got to be an all-round player to go up in the levels, and, and, and you can't just be a great, great at doing this, but not at the other. So I think just just making sure that whatever the drills are, whatever the skills are, try and enjoy them, get out there, give them your all, and, and take criticism on, and, and, and take sort of constructive criticism well, and, and try and build your game. Yeah. Cool. Right. Um, again, I, I asked on Facebook people for people to, to yeah. ask questions. Yeah. Um, I was given two by uh, Buster solid I'm expecting um, this to be tough yeah the, the one I'm going to ask you yeah. is um, does Jacob still clean Mac Vesic's boots <laughs> that's a question you have to ask him I don't feel I don't feel I'm in a position to answer that question <laughs> if, you, if you had told me anybody in the club who's going to ask that question I would have guessed Buster ok um, but yeah I'll leave that one to Jake to, to oh, answer what? <laughs> you can ask him that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll ask him when uh, when Jake comes up. 
Uh, one final question. Um, what are your expectations for the season? League, bit of a cup run, maybe the combination cup? Yeah, I'm, uh, I get asked this question a lot, actually, by people outside the club and at the club, and I'm, it's maybe a bit of a boring answer. I don't like to look too far ahead. Um, I feel like, potentially, we've got, we've got the potential to, to have something great at this club this year, not only in the first team, but across. We've got, I think, what we've got this year, which we maybe lacked a little bit last year, is we've got great strength and depth. And, and there'll be guys who don't get selected for that first team who will... It'll be hard to explain why. It's going to be sort of how people train and, and stuff like that. Um, so expectations, I, I think I think will go well. Uh, obviously, there's certain things that we can't control, um, but if the guys show the sort of the desire that they've showed in training so far um, and put sort of what we ask them to put on the field, I feel like we'll, we'll be in a pretty good position and, and I feel like we, we could have a really, really sort of exciting season and, and take this club in, in the right direction for sure. Um, but like I said... We'll, we'll sort of, I think me and Jake have spoke about, we'll, we'll sort of look at it in, in four or five week blocks and, and reassess after that. And, and when we come to sort of end the season, see where we're at and, and, and sort of review, review from there. But on a whole, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a successful season and we've got sort of high expectations for sure. Cool. Any, any last minute social media plugs? Throw a Twitter link out there. Absolutely none at all. None <laughs> at all. I don't want to plug anyone apart from them. Oh, who do I want to plug? No, I don't. No, I'm all good. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, thanks Save for joining us. No worries. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Uh, so, just to kick things off, you joined at the start of this season. Um, how did you know about joining, and how did you, you know, what did you hear before coming on board? Um, last season, I think when the Fords coach couldn't make a couple of sessions, um, Billy Burns asked me um, to come down and do a little bit with the forwards. Um, really enjoyed it, and then, you know, the um, the opportunity to work with them full time came up at the end of last season. I um, yeah, I jumped on it. Um, what were your expectations coming into the club? Um, I knew there were some you know decent players. It was a good club, a good community. Um, a lot of people that work hard and, and want to do well. So um, they were my expectations really, you know, and and they were deli- uh, they were met. So um, we've got an ambitious group. We want to do well this season. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Um, when it, well, I'm assuming when you joined it, it lived up to the hype, because I, I don't know what Billy told you, but um, so yeah, did it? You know, did it meet your expectations? Yeah, it did. Yeah, um, yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. Great, set, great um, bunch of lads. You know, everyone, like I say, everyone wants to you know work hard and, and learn and get better and, and win. You know, ultimately that's our goal. Just, just to throw uh, a bit of controversy in early, is there anyone that stands out in training? Um, you know, we've got a few players so far. I thought. I've, I saw the pre-season game um, last week. Me and Bill were down, and some great performances there. Look at our backs, you know, some defensively. I thought Butts and um, Jack Lawrence did really well, and we've got you know Gar Rogers as well in, in the second row, which putting a hell of a shift. Um, what are your thoughts on pre-season? Um, I think it's gone pretty well. I mean, you might speak to players, you might get a different view, but on a whole, I think um, we've we've learned a bit. We've um, we think we've got fitter from the way we started on the first pre-season session. We were a much fitter outfit, and I think you know it's going to give us good stead moving forward. Uh, we mentioned this to Billy actually. We start the comp- uh, competitive season uh, this Saturday or tomorrow, um, as it's going out on Friday. St Mary's our boys away. Uh, how are you, how are you and Billy approaching that? 
Um, you know, West West is seen as the first game of the season. We want to get off to a flying start. We'll select our strong, strongest squad available, and you know we'll go down there looking to win. Uh, we mentioned this, and I think Billy mentioned there had been a bit of uh, a couple of things said uh, starting the season, uh, the league campaign, uh, away to Long Levens, uh, who are coached by James Oak and John Afoa. Uh, what are your thoughts going into that game? Um, yeah, there's been a bit of there's been a bit of talk to and fro at training camp at Hartbury, but um, I'm sure it'll be in good spirits. We'll, we want to go there and win, obviously. Um, it's a big game for us. It's a bit of rivalry between the coaches, but we'll put that to one side. And it's it's you know it's about the performance really and the players on the pitch. So it's not one of those. Uh, if you don't win, just don't come back. I don't think so. No, <laughs> probably take a bit of stick, but um, hopefully we're giving their, them stick on Monday morning. Fair enough. Um, coming away from the Surrey's a little bit. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about your life in rugby? Um, yeah, I first started out playing when I was about nine or ten for school. I, um, I then made my way to Leeds, they were Leeds Tykes at the time, now Yorkshire Carnegie, when I was about 15, 16, and progressed through the ranks there, and I left there at 24 and came to Gloucester, which I'm in my third season. Uh, has it been much of a, uh, an adaptation to step up to the higher level? Um, initially, yeah. I think, um, um, I say the physicality is pretty similar, but in terms of pace and thinking under pressure and the time to think, um, it's a lot different, it's a lot higher in the Premiership. Um, but um, yeah, so hopefully coping with it okay. I, I did read online, I don't know whether you've heard this or not. Um, how does it feel to be the youngest uh, Yorkshire Carnegie captain? Yeah, it was pretty pretty pleasing at the time when I got given the nod. Um, we were in the championship at the time, we had a pretty young squad, so um, they looked to me, which was good. But we had a few leaders in the team, which helped. But I think now that Jack Walker, an academy graduate, um, has been given the armband, so um, yeah, uh, congratulations to him. I believe you're an England under 20s captain. Um, as well. Yeah, a long time ago that was. Would you say that's? I don't, I, I don't think that's that long ago. It was about six years ago. Oh, was it? Yeah, 26 oh. now. Well, there you go. Not as current as Bill Burns over there, DOR of Charles Harris. Is that the highlight of your career so far, or? Um, what, what would you classify as your? I think it, you know, obviously great to um, represent your country at age group level, but um, I think you know playing playing with Gloucester and playing the Premiership at the high, you know, the highest league in our in the country, you know, it's, I think it's a good achievement, and you know we won the trophy with Gloucester in the European Cup a couple of seasons ago, so I think looking forward trying to emulate something more like that would be, um, you know, would be. High. Highly recognisable in, in my career. Um, what are the goals for after you finish playing? Good question. Um, not that sure at the moment. It's um, it's quite a tough progression, I think, from being a rugby player to um, to coming outside. But if I can done a few level co- level um, coaching qualifications and obviously working with the Saris gives me a bit of experience and background there. It might be something I can look into. Save you getting a real job, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Any tips that you could give the under-14s? I think it's, you know, really develop your, your core skills, your tackling, your passing, your communication, you know, the way the way you see the game, the way you, you see different scenarios, different visions, and um, and it's using that skill and, and, you know, seeing it repetitively and working hard and training on the pitch, and that will give you a good step going forward. 
and I think as well if you can just stick at it you know keep turning up for training I know it's, you have a lot around that 14-15 time with the GCSEs and stuff but if you get that work-life balance pretty good then um, there's no reason that you can kick on and, and, and play higher up um, Just one last question um, any, what, any expectations for this season? I think we could just build gradually um, I think we've come a long way since the start of pre-season you know we don't want to set ourselves you know too much to do at the moment but if we focus on performance week in week out and get better at training um, you know I think we can go in the right direction and really, and really push us forward uh, are we looking I'm just going to come out and just, just ask this straight away are we looking to our another combination cup to the cabinet I'd like to think so yeah, yeah four in a row would be nice yeah I don't think anyone's won it more than five, so I mean, we need to win it. Yeah, three like I so said, we don't we don't go out there to lose games. We want to go out there and win everything. So, oh, just just while I was uh, thinking, then um, again we've had a question from Buster. Um, I was hoping Billy wouldn't be sat there. But Actually, I th- I think <laughs> I think it makes it even better that he's Is sat it? there. Um, obviously, we're, we're not going to ask Billy this, but um, he wants to know who's better, Billy or Freddie. Billy or Freddie. No, no pressure. Have you met his brother Sam? He's loads better. I, I like this. Answered like a proper politician. He's actually not going with either of the options and actually just making his own. Yeah, his, his other brothers are better, Jack and Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that adds there you go, Buster. overly well in the, uh, in, the, in the Billy Burns camp at all. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Any social media plugs? If, you know, if you're on Twitter or whatever. What? Do, Just do you want me to plug Sarah's now? Uh, yeah, you can do if you want. Yep. How, <laughs> tune in to Cheltenham Sarah's podcast every uh, monthly, every first Friday of the month. I, I like the way Insight just... from Billy Burns, DOR, cluster <laughs> number 10. So many strings to his bow. Yeah. And that's about it, really. He's, he's, pre- he's pretending he can't hear. Awesome. No worries. Thanks, Thanks guys. Cheers. Yeah, some uh, some some of these are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. This was his idea. <laughs> Why would I to answer some this, no. this was his idea entirely, just it's, in case this goes yeah. completely wrong. <laughs> I'm taking no responsibility. They're basically just quick fire questions. Right. Um, just, right, your preference really. Yeah. Um, four by four or sports car? Sports car. Four by four. Uh, north or south? North. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what if I said that. The North. Look you. From Bath. Uh, bacon or sausage? Sausage. Bacon. This might be a bit skewed with what just, what's just happened, but the uh, football World Cup or Olympics? Football World Cup. Hands down. Oh, I'd say Olympics. Red or brown sauce? Red. Red sauce. Would you rather win the league or win the European Cup? Oh, gosh. And both isn't an answer. <laughs> oh, that's a tough question. Um, I would rather win the league. Is the European Cup the Heineken like the yeah, yeah, champ- yeah. yeah that one. Heineken European, yeah. Okay. What did you say? Did you? I'd love a Heineken Cup. Toes as fingers or fingers as toes? Oh my god, who's come up with these? <laughs> toes as fingers that, that was or my fingers? As toes, it's got to be fingers as toes, because at least yeah. I can hide them then, eh? Yeah. Oh, see, I went the other way. I said fingers as toes, because then I could like pick stuff up with my feet. 
Well, I think there's an argument for both hands there, isn't there? <laughs> toes as fingers or fingers as toes? Probably fingers as toes. Is, is there a reason for that? You sort of hide them a bit better, can't you? Although you would have exceptionally large feet. The old, the old one. If you were a superhero, who would you be and why? Oh, if I was a superhero, who would I be and why? That is so hard. Um, I'd be Batman just because he's so cool. I just love everything about him, Batman. Oof, superhero. What did Bill say? You'd have to, have to listen and find out. Um, <laughs> Iron Man, I reckon. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that? He seems to have got a lot going on, doesn't he? He's pretty clever. <laughs> Does alright with the women. <laughs> I like the way he's given a proper, proper thought to this. <laughs> um, Rather than just Batman because he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Got another one here. Um, apart from obviously Sweet Caroline, what's your karaoke song of choice? Um, my karaoke song of choice, um, if you ask me to sing it afterwards, I'm not going to do it, uh, would be. I thought uh, we were saving that for the Christmas episode. <laughs> I've got a couple. Um, I like Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. Okay. Yeah. A little bit emotional, but that's probably my favourite. Um, I can do R. Kelly Ignition. That's my bus song, if that's my go to if I ever okay. get called out on it. Doing it now? I'm not sure you need <laughs> it now. No. <laughs>
not competitive, just friendlies as far as I'm aware. Uh, as the second teams host Minchinhampton and the thirds face Westbury on sevens. As far as I know, both of those games are a 3pm kickoff at King George V. And as it sounds, as I mentioned just now, the league campaigns aren't underway. Uh, I don't think they actually start until the start of October. So we'll bring you all of that information on our uh, October episode. And again, for any updates uh, throughout September for the second and third teams, check out the club Twitter page or the club's website, CheltenhamSaracensRugby.com. As, as we're talking fixtures, how are the under-14s uh, looking this season, Lux? Um, yeah, uh, now, well, now the schools are going back. Um, we're hoping to get most of, if not all of our players, back to training. Um, our first game is less than four weeks away. Well, our first um, game in the Cup, County Cup, is four, less than four weeks away. Um, we don't know the fixtures just yet. Um, obviously, we'll let you know who we've got. Um, we do have a, a potential match penciled in on the 18th against Chatham Tigers um, but again we'll, we'll let you know if that actually goes ahead um, the good thing is now we're entering September we can introduce contact into training so the boys should be happy with that um, as long as we can keep away from any injuries with a uh, quite a small squad we've got at the minute so um, on that we're looking for players so if anyone listening knows of any any boys interested in playing uh, please get in touch with us on Facebook. Uh, you can email at Chatham, sorry, RFC at gmail.com or you can get us on Twitter at ChaltSarrisRFC. Um, they need to be going into year nine of senior school this September. That's the only stipulation, really. Cool. Uh, any last minute uh, mentions that we need to, to put out there for? for the upcoming month, September? Yeah, um, this Sunday we've got a, a big, 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 massive match. Uh, two legends of the game. We've got Mark Harris against Pete Lodge. This is known as their throw-your-boots-away match. It's this Sunday, as I say. Um, kickoff is at 2 o'clock. So if you can come down, down for this, it should be a great game. And there's plenty of legends on show. Awesome. Uh, so there you go. September 4th, uh, I think it's Harry Heroes versus Lodges Legends at KGV, 2 o'clock kickoff. If you're not too stupidly hungover from Saturday night, please feel free to join us. I have no doubt Hair and a Dog will be able to help uh, the vast majority of you. But I think that's pretty much it. it sounds like it's time to wrap things up. Uh, once again, massive thanks to Billy and Jake for coming on and taking up their time to appear on the show. Uh, also a big thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com uh, for our use of the background music Motherload, which we use royalty free under the Creative Commons license 3.0. And a massive thank you to you at home, or not even at home, maybe you're driving home, maybe you're on you know, public transport, whatever it happens to be, wherever you are, uh, a massive thanks to you. Don't forget if you're a member of the club, local rugby follower, uh, a general rugby fan, or just a sporting podcast fan, head over to soundcloud.com slash chantlessarrisonsrfc and give us a follow. Or alternatively, if you're not a SoundCloud kind of person but you do have an iPhone, look us up on iTunes, search chantlessarrisonsrfc or UTS podcast and don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Any feedback at all is more than welcome. Well, there you go. That's another show under our belts. 
Uh, we are back October 7th, so hopefully we'll see you then. Thanks. Help the Saris. <laughs> <laughs>